0: You're listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, episode 27. And in today's episode, we are talking about the mentality of mothers feeling like there is never enough time and why this is a negative mindset that we should not fall into. We're also going to talk about how to reframe our mindset and look at time as a gift from the Lord and how creating simple routines and systems is one of your first steps to managing your time well so you can steward your missions well. I'm really excited for this one, guys. Before we dive in, though, let's read the review of the week. This review comes from JLC407, and she says, "'A true gem. Loving this Breath of Fresh Air podcast. So thankful to have such a valuable resource on motherhood from a biblical perspective. I always have something to take away from each episode. Blessings.'" Thank you for that review. That means so much to me. I so appreciate you guys leaving reviews. Seriously, every time I go check, it makes my heart flutter. I'm just so honored and to be able to be here behind this mic to speak to you. And listen, this is something that I wasn't sure I was going to do for a long time and the Lord was nudging me to start this podcast and I was afraid, but I finally obeyed and it took me several months and I'm so glad that I did. And each review reminds me of the fruit of that obedience. So thank you again for that review. And let this be a reminder to you to go obey that thing that God has been nudging on your heart to do because fruit of the obedience will confirm it. And listen, that fruit is just so, so sweet. So without without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's conversation. Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to, both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more, so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey mama, welcome back to the Mission Brotherhood Podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys today. How much fun was the Manage All the Things Challenge last week? How much fun was that? I had a blast and you all did too. That challenge was everything. And I, oh my goodness, I wish I could like have all of you all together with me on the show to talk about what you all took from it and how much fun you all had um, but have no fear. If you miss the challenge, I'm actually going to be putting that on my website as something that's going to be an ongoing recurring thing that you can take anytime. So I'm, I'm, it's not, it's not available yet as of right now. Um, it's not an automated thing, but I'm going to go ahead and automate that and make it available all the time that you can just, um, dive in whenever you want, because I think it was just so fruitful for so many of you all. And it the. The response was was much more than I was anticipating, and it was just God is so good, and He's so intentional with every little thing, every little detail. So, it, don't worry, have no fear if you miss it. But you can still, even if you weren't able to get in on the challenge, you can still go to last week's episodes. You'll notice that there's an episode every single day last week, and that's because I was doing like little mini episodes every day. That correlated with the challenge itself. So go listen to those and that will give you a little bit of an idea of what was in the challenge. And then I will let you guys know when the challenge is available for you to enroll for free at any time on my website. So that was awesome, and also I just have to let you guys know too that the Mission Motherhood Academy doors are now officially open. I'll chat with you all a little bit more towards the end of the episode what the Mission Motherhood Academy is and what we do there. But I just want to let you guys know that it's open, and for you all that love the challenge and just received so much value from it, get inside Mission Motherhood Academy seriously because that is just a little snippet of what you can expect inside MMA with quality courses, quality workshops, Quality content that really teaches you how to strategically manage your life and manage motherhood well so you can steward the missions you've been called to well. And we approach everything from a biblical perspective, but also, you know, we, we um, combine the faith and the practical and the tactical and the strategic. So you're learning how to or get organized and simplify and create routines and systems that work, that allow you to manage things well in your life. And, and you're learning about tools and resources that you can put in your mama tool belt from behavior tools and resources and, and learning about promoting independent play for your children and homeschooling. So we talk about a lot of bonus topics as well, supplemental topics that really just add to the foundation and the core that we're building. But that core foundation, the core pillars of Mission Motherhood is owning your time and simplifying your home and creating systems at work so that you can steward your your motherhood and steward your home and steward your calling as a homemaker and as a wife well and do so from a place of joy and gladness the way that the Lord has designed for us to do it. So come inside MMA because again, you're going to get so much more. Like again, the challenge was just a snippet. It was a snippet of, What you will get inside MMA. And MMA is a monthly membership program, and there's live workshops every single month, a brand new mini course every single month. So you are constantly learning and growing in your motherhood journey, and you're receiving coaching from me, teaching from me, teaching from guest experts, and you are getting into a community of like minded women that are on the same mission as you are, which is to rewrite the motherhood narrative from overwhelmed and burdened to one that is filled with joy, intention, and mission. So I hope to see you inside. And that being said, you know this episode. The title of this episode, as you you guys notice, is talking about um, the the never enough time mentality. Okay, specifically, let's eliminate the never enough time mentality. Okay, and the number one thing you all tell me that you struggle with is feeling like you never have enough time. In fact, I'm like 99% sure that this is the biggest thing moms struggle with across the board. And I am not exempt from this either. I used to feel the exact same way, and I can often slip into this negative thought pattern if I let myself. So let me give you guys a little backstory about the way that I've struggled with feeling like I've never, I never had enough time when I was just in that season, seasons really of just really feeling anxious all the time. I was stressed, I was overwhelmed, and I was, I felt like I was always running against the clock. I was always on a hamster wheel that was going nowhere fast and I never felt like I could keep up. And I was always running out of time to the point where my anxiety was crippling. And when I felt like I was running out of time, I would lash out on my husband. I would lash out on my children. I was not pretty to be around. I was high strung and I was overwhelmed. And it was it was awful. I was working full time as a teacher. I was trying to run a business at the same time. And I will actually tell you more about that business in just a bit. It was not this business. I, this is not my first business that I've run. Um, But I was trying to run a business at the same time. And I was raising a stepson who was like, well, when I got married, he was just like, just turned 13 um, and he was like really tiny. He looked like he was 11, but he just turned 13. But, when things like really, like I was anxious then about time, but when really things started kicking into high gear was when I had my baby girl, my first baby. So this is about two years into my marriage when I was trying to teach full time at a high school, raise a a teenager who was about 15 years old at the time. And my, you know, my firstborn was still an infant. Okay. So just paints the picture for you. Um, I was literally waking up at like, Oh, dark 30. Like when I, I mean like four thirty five o'clock in the morning, I would get out of bed and I would try to do just hit the ground running, thinking that that was the way to do things every time management, productivity, whatever guru says you got to wake up early if you want to get stuff done, if you want to be productive, if you want to be successful. And I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. And I'm an Enneagram three, which I didn't know I was an Enneagram three at the time, but I've it makes sense now. Like Learning my Enneagram number was like, oh, aha, it makes sense because I've always been very achievement driven. So I was trying to wake up at the crack of dawn and then I wouldn't go to sleep until midnight or after midnight each night, just trying to squeeze everything into my day. And as a result, I was living in this constant state of anxiety because I was always running out of time or believed I was running out of time. Cause that's, that's the real key here. I believed I was running out of time. And as a result, I felt like I was, well, number one, I I honestly felt angry with God. Like I'll be, I'll be completely real with you. I felt angry with God in that season or in those seasons that, because I felt like I was in these circumstances of constant stress and I felt like he just didn't care. And he had brought me to these seasons. Like why God, why did you make me a teacher? Why did you make me work in this environment? And there, there's a that's a whole nother podcast episode for another time about my season as a teacher. In fact, I need to write that down because that's such a a quality episode. Um, and there's so much goodness there that I know someone will resonate with, but like my season as a teacher and obedience and five years of being a teacher and obeying God, but not liking it, it's a whole thing. And there, there's a good part of my stress from that time was just from teaching itself. And I could, I could wander in to work at like 9 a.m. every day, probably feel better than I did wandering in at work, wandering into work at like 7 a.m., but still the stress of teaching was still very difficult. So I think that there's a lot of that going on. But regardless, just I felt mad that God had me in a season, had me in the circumstances where I was stuck at a job I didn't like, having to go to work at seven o'clock in the morning. So I had to drop my girl off at 6 30 in the morning at daycare so I could be at, you know, the school by 7am to welcome the first kids in my classroom, usually by 745am with the bell ringing at eight o'clock. And I was just, it was crazy. And, um, And at the same time, like I said, I was running a business, I would, I would come home and I would have to nurse my baby. And I would just be, you know, from the moment I got in, it was like this evening rush and my stepson would be like in my face, like what's for dinner. And I "I don't know. And I'd be stressed and frustrated trying to figure out dinner and figure out all these things. And I was meal planning and doing routines back then too. It wasn't that I wasn't. Um, so I, I typically would have like plans and things like that. But at the same time, I was still trying to overdo it and do too much that I Felt like there was just, again, never enough time to get anything done, let alone take care of my own self, right? So many of you are in the same exact season or a similar season where you feel very similarly and you're probably nodding your head right now like, yep, mm -hmm, that's exactly how I feel. And most of us moms feel like that's just the inevitable. It's just inevitable to be on this constant high strung race against time, race against the clock race against whatever, just race in general as moms. And that there, there is some real truth to the difficulty of that. And in real truth to the fact that like, you know, you could be in a season where it feels like that and and your feelings are valid. They're valid. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to tell you, you shouldn't feel like that. Just, Change your mindset and go on. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk specifically about how to solve this problem in just a minute. But um I I just wanna make sure I'm being very clear. Like there's validity to this, to these feelings, to the to the exhaustion. I was exhausted. I wasn't making it up. I was absolutely exhausted by burning the candle at both ends and feeling like God didn't love me because he was allowing me to burn the candle at both ends. That's what I felt like he was allowing me to, because of course he was. We have free will. We have freedom in Christ. And it doesn't mean that we just go gallivanting around the world and be like, I have free will, la, la la la. But we have freedom in in the choices that we make and we can, you know, and then of course if there if there are choices that aren't Necessarily like sinful, like they're not a matter of sin. Like, you could go left or right, it's not sinful, it's just left or right. Then it's like, God's like, All right, do what you want to do, right? Like, I'm He's only He's He wants, of course, us for us to glorify Him, He wants us to to serve Him and to surrender to Him and to follow His lead. But if we don't follow His lead, He's not going to necessarily force us to follow His lead, but He's always going to gently tap and tell. And, and as soon as we ask him to, as soon as we ask for like that revelation or that wisdom, he's like, aha, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you to ask me and to talk to me so I can bring you back here. But we have to let him in. We have to invite him in. We have to say, Lord, I want to do your will. But if we don't say that, he's not going to force us to follow him. That has to be a choice that we make. And that's in the small things every day and the big things every single day in our lives, right? So I was voluntarily burning the candle at both ends because I did not have to burn the candle at both ends in that season had I gone gone about things differently. And that's what I'm trying to convey here. Okay, mamas, you are always asking me where some of my favorite places to shop for my girls are, especially since I love to keep things simple, neutral, And beautiful and I can't wait to tell you about a beautiful small shop that I recently discovered what little wonder what little wonder is a curated shop that features gender-neutral pieces that are basic effortless functional and beautiful this is a one-stop shop for your nursery must-haves that will have you swooning I recently grabbed the new crib sheets for my girls that I'm low-key jealous of because of how beautiful they are In addition to crib sheets, you can find dreamy layettes, nursery prints, swaddle blankets, and more. You can easily put together a simple capsule wardrobe for your little one all in one shop. And you guys know how I feel about capsule wardrobes, especially for our kiddos. My favorite thing about What Little Wonder is that they intentionally seek to support other small to mid-sized brands that are mostly owned by other mamas. Magic happens when mamas support each other. It is so important. So to support this brand and to grab yourself something that is just absolutely beautiful, gender neutral, simple, minimalistic, all of that all in one, you've got to grab something from this beautiful small shop. And I'm excited to share that What Little Wonder is giving my listeners 10% off their purchase with the code Mission Motherhood. Head over to whatlittlewonder.com and use Mission Motherhood for 10% off. Thank you, What Little Wonder, for sponsoring this episode. All right, so I've explained to you what was going on in that season and how I was feeling. So now let's talk about how God convicted me. Okay, this is huge. So as a follower of Jesus, as a follower, a follower, speak English, Caroline, of Jesus, I, you know, would was in prayer about what was going on, you know, that the, the beautiful thing about when we're in seasons of hardship and anxiety, and it brings us to our knees, right? Even if we reluctantly go at first, which I mean, I know that's me, like the, the further, like the deeper I spiral, oftentimes, the longer it takes me to come back to the Lord sometimes because I'm of course ashamed at my spiral and I know I should be with the Lord. And of course I've scooted away from him instead of scooting closer. But what I love is that he is so gracious to open his arms that much wider and to nudge that much more so that we go ahead and come on back. Like he's just so good. So in those seasons when I was like, all right, God, like I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. And and for me, it took a full on like anxiety attack. I remember that day like it was yesterday. He really convicted me. And he, he told me that the time that we have each day is a gift from him and it's our job to steward it well. We have the same twenty-four hours in a day that everyone else has. As there was a tweet or something out there that that put it like, we have the same twenty-four hours in a day as Beyonce. Now, granted, you know everyone's circumstances are different, right? Like Beyonce has like a team of people that help her be Beyonce, and it's she's not doing it all by herself. And neither none of us should be doing anything all by ourselves either. But of course, everyone's circumstances are different. So I'm not saying go be Beyonce, but the, 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 concept though, that the principle of the matter is that we all have 24 hours, every single one of us, no one gets any more time than the other. We have to, we can give ourselves more time by the way that we manage the 24 hours that we have. We can let 24 hours go to waste. We can just be couch potatoes for 24 hours. We can overschedule ourselves and burn ourselves out and burn the candle at all the ends. With our 24 hours, we can, there's a lot of different ways we can manage our 24 hours that we get, right? But it's going to be the same regardless. There's no way to create more time. There's no way to stop it, slow it down. It's always moving. It is what it is, right? So if I'm constantly complaining about time, then I'm accusing God of not giving me something that I need and that's not of God. Ooh, ooh, let's say that again. If I'm constantly complaining about time, then I'm accusing God of not giving me something that I need and that's not of God because God supplies all of our needs, right? We know that. That is a promise of God that we can rest on. He supplies all of our needs, which means that he's given me and he's given you the time he knows is necessary to get done what he's called us to do. He's given us the time. If he's called you to do something, whether that's a job, mother your children, uh, manage your home, pour into your marriage, a church responsibility that he's called you to, or a friend group that he's called you to, or a sister that you're taking care of, or a mother that you're tending to, or whatever it is that he's calling to you in this season if you're pregnant, if you're in a newborn season, if you're in a teenage season, whatever it is. He supplies all of our needs, all of them, including the need for time to do the things that he's called us to do and to do them well. That means that if I feel there's not enough of it, then perhaps I'm not utilizing the time he has given me well, same, I mean, us, same, all of us, all of us here. Right. This is what when he convicted me. This is what I'm saying to me because that's that's what he was telling me, and I'm telling that to you. So if you feel like there's not enough time, then perhaps you are not utilizing the time he has given you. Well, now I'm not saying that to make you feel bad about anything, because listen, it is hard to manage your time. It's hard. I get it, and it does not come naturally to most people. Okay. But it is the, the, the first, the first step is to recognize that God has given us our time as a gift. Change your mindset right there. It is a gift and we get to graciously receive it. And then we get to choose how we use it. Okay. So here's how I wasn't utilizing my time well. Number one, I was putting more on my plate than what God had said for me to do. I'm literally a recovering perfectionist who wants to excel at pretty much everything all the time. If it were up to me, I would work out seven days a week, Read the Bible for an hour each day, organize my closet, get eight hours of work done, homeschool my children for five hours, clean the house from top to bottom, and read a book from cover to cover all in one day. I literally just described a day that probably would last 35 hours or more. <laughs> like, that's not even a 24-hour day. That's more than that. I'm naturally an overachiever, by right? Just by nature, God wired me that way, and that's awesome, but it has its downfalls, right? But God showed me, and this is one of the downfalls, he showed me that I was overachieving because I was living with a lack and an unworthiness mindset, a lack mindset and an unworthiness mindset. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And in order to be good enough, good enough in life in general, I had to do all of these things and I had to do them all the time. And I was placing my worth and placing my value in what I was doing. I wanted to work out for every single day because I want my body to look better. I've had body issues ever since I could remember, ever since I was starting to grow the tiniest little bit of a chest, I've had body issues. And so I've always wanted to fix my body. And so if I had it my way, I would work out and I would do this and this, you know, like, but that's, that's, yes, working out is good and it's healthy. But when you're, when you're, you're going at it from a position of, oh my goodness, I, I have to, you know, be perfect and meet this goal and get this body. And, and I, I want to do all these things because I'm unhappy here. And But if I work out and I get a body a certain way, I'll feel better about myself. And and then if I read the Bible, then I can say I read the Bible for an hour. Everyone. Okay, check that off. And then I'll get all my work done because that, that gives me purpose. Okay, check that off. And then I homeschooled my children. So I did that right. Check that off. Like now it's a checklist. It's a, do, it's a to-do list. And I'm placing my worth and my value in these things. And if I don't get them done, then I feel like I failed not of God. That's not of God. That's not placing, that, that's not, that's not, um, placing our identity in Christ or, or receiving our identity in Christ, if more so. That's placing our identity in things of the world, right? That, now that's what I was doing. It might look different for you, right? But this is how I was not utilizing my time well because I was putting more things on my plate than what God was calling me to do. I also felt like I wanted to have some semblance of control over my life, essentially, and, and make up for years of unhappiness by achieving all the things every single day. So again, it was that achievement thing, Enneagram 3, fellow Enneagram 3 here, ha ha ha, right? But the place, the, the, I'm sorry, the, that placed the focus on me instead of God, making making my life about my own satisfaction instead of focusing on the missions he was calling me to and asking him to lead me each day and show me how he wanted me to spend my time. This is actually what led to my first business, by the way. I told you I was going to tell you about this. That's what led to me creating what was called the Design Intentionally Planner. It was a daily planner, and it was designed to help you seek God first every day. And I had um, a section on the planner called God's to-do list and my to-do list, and a section every single day where you would pray, um, you would um, clear your mind and worries, you would pray, and then you would um, actually plan out your time that you're going to spend with God. There's like a section in the planner that was when are you going to spend time with God today, making sure that came first. And then you had a section that was my to-do list and God's to-do list, but God's came first. So you'd focus on what is God calling me to do? It it, it it forced you to stop and seek God and say, Hey God, what are you putting on my heart today? And tap into the spirit and plan your day by, by asking Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, have your way and show me what your way is today. Cause guess what we plan like that when we plan like that and we seek God first and listen i'm preaching to myself here because i forget it too i still don't do i still i still struggle with it we're all human we're all flawed it's not going to be perfect but listen when we plan our day with God first and this hustle mess this hustle mess is going to go right out the window it's going to go right out the window we got to put him first and I wasn't putting God first, and therefore I was not trusting him to multiply my time. And that's what he did. When we when we put him first, he multiplies the time, he makes the effort that we give, it, it, it then grows supernaturally. I was placing my words on my own efforts instead of his supernatural ability. But anything God calls us to do is going to feel impossible on our own. And that's because he wants us to rely on him to take our little seeds of faith and turn them into great harvest. But he wants us to rely on him to turn them into great harvest. He is the gardener. We are the ones that have to have the seeds of faith. And we, we, yes, like we do plant the seeds, right? But he is the one that's going to grow the harvest. He's going to do the work in the soil. He's going to, he's the potter. He's going to do that difficult work, right? Mm, Y'all, I did not expect to go to church today, but clearly we're here. The Holy Spirit has come, okay? I feel him, but that's, that's the beauty of this. And that's why I'm so glad that I listened and obeyed when God said to start this podcast because this is kingdom work right here and I'm so in love with it I'm so in love with it all right enough of that enough of that but seriously that seriously though when we put God first and we we plan our days with him and we we seek him for what he wants us to do and we follow his lead then that can look like him taking, he might only give us 30 minutes to do something that we think needs to take two, three, four, five hours, but he can multiply that 30 minutes and, and produce five hours worth of work because that's his supernatural ability. And that's just an example. That's a work example, but that's an example, right? So that's the first thing I was not doing was putting him first. I was doing way too much to putting more on my plate. I was literally trying to overachieve and he had he didn't ask me to do all that. There was so much I could have let go of and just fo- if I had just focused on what he was saying my missions were in those seasons instead of what I wanted my missions to be in those seasons, those would be a lot of di- some some very different seasons. But hey, he uses everything for our good because because of those seasons, because of me walking in those seasons, I'm here right now teaching you what I learned. And teaching you now how to not make the same mistakes I have made. Or if you have been making those mistakes, how to go about fixing them or to at least um, solve some of the problems that you've been having. So all things work together for his good, which which is the amazing part, right? It's so funny because I've always been a routine person, but I would just create routines down to the minute and they would fall apart. And I researched and read up on just routines left and right, again, trying to squeeze everything in and nothing was working. And it wasn't until I really just sought God and I cut out the noise and I asked him how to do it. that he taught me about working by he taught me about addressing the issues that I was actually experiencing head on and creating routines that were tailored to me instead of trying to do what everyone else was doing, which is exactly why I don't teach you here's one routine. I teach you how to figure out what's going on in your own life and create a routine that works for you. That's the huge part, right there, too. That's where. A lot of, you know, there's so many time management courses out there for moms and routines and simplifying your life. And I'm sure they're all great and have great information, but sometimes it can be so discouraging when you're trying to use what works for other people and it doesn't work for you. And that's because you're not them and your life is not their life. But if you don't learn the art of actually learning how to manage your time as a mother, manage your time specifically for what he's called you to. And that looks totally different as moms with families to manage. It's going to look different from our single friends, right? Like completely and even different from other moms. So If you don't learn how to do it for yourself so that you can literally take this skill and use it year after year, season after season, no matter what's going on, you can always recreate your routines and systems to match what's going on and stay in ownership of your time. If you're relying on someone else to tell you what to do, then that's going to be not as effective. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to do that as well. And he was like, hey, let's cut out the noise. And let's actually make something that's going to work for you by addressing your issues head on and reverse engineering and creating systems within your own family that's actually going to make things run a lot smoother and get a lot of time back in your hands. So essentially, I wasn't using godly wisdom to manage my time, and now I'm using godly wisdom to manage my time, and now I'm teaching you how to use godly wisdom to manage your time. So we have to believe that we have more than enough time. We have more than enough of what we need. As believers, this is something we should always rest in. So the question becomes, how do we actually utilize the time we have and utilize it well? How do we make the most of it? How do we steward it? Well, I just mentioned to you how, you know, God worked with me on learning how to really create routines and systems for, you know, my family and what would work for us and, and, and same for you. And when, when we create simple but strategic routines and systems that allow us to focus and manage on the things that we've been called to, that will allow us to really make the most of our time, especially the simple part. Simplifying how we do things is huge. It's huge, you all. So many times we overcomplicate things in the name of perfectionism or overachieverism or, you know, don't want to make anyone unhappy ism. Whatever the ism is, we overcomplicate things. And when we can simplify things and cut out that noise, and I'm not talking about noise from other people, I'm talking about noise in our own homes. That frees up so much space in our minds. It frees up so much space in our physical homes. It frees up space in our actual time because things take less time to do. I took, I used to be, make things so overcomplicated that my average cooking time for dinner was an hour and a half. I was taking an hour and a half to cook dinner every day because I was afraid that of making like too simple of a dinner for my family because I didn't want them to did not like me like that was literally what I was feeling I was too afraid especially being a new stepmom I was so afraid that my stepson wouldn't like my cooking so I went above and beyond I found the most complicated recipes and dinner was literally this like one and a half hour ordeal or more every single night. And I was burned out by that, by, by coming back home and then putting on like this huge meal. And my husband all the time would say, Caroline, just keep it simple. We don't need, and I am like, no, 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 I don't want, I, I have to make sure it's perfect. And I have to make sure he eats well and he gets his vegetables and it's healthy and it's this and it's that. And that's true. There's truth to that, but my stubbornness and my perfectionism was clouding my ability to hear and receive leadership from my husband, which was essentially God speaking to my husband to speak to me, to say, hey, calm down, make it simple. God was yelling at me, simplify, 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 for at least a year and a half to two years before I actually took him on, took him up on his, on his advice. That's how long it took me to hear him and obey him because, hey, again, he gives us free will. But how amazing is it that once I finally obeyed, things really started to turn around. So, creating those simple strategic routines and systems, creating that meal plan system, man, has has changed the game, and that's something so small, but really taking back ownership of your time and learning how to manage what's going on with your children as well as yourself. And there's there's a lot there. Again, as moms, as parents, it's going to look different. It's not just a matter of managing your own time anymore. It's a matter of managing your children's time. It's a matter of combining the routines and rhythms and flows of everyone in your household so that everything runs well together. And that takes time to develop and it takes time to practice. And that can oftentimes feel... A little frustrating in and of itself because you're learning a new skill, you're learning a new ha- a new habit that you have to that you have to uh, you know to um to will to, well, to routinize. You have to you have to make it routine, and in order to make something routine, you have to practice it, and it doesn't come as easy at first. And that can oftentimes be where people kind of want to step aside, like, well, it's too much, and that that is a level of self discipline that has to kind of come into play there. But when you do. It makes a huge difference when you really do just stop and say, okay, I'm going to change how this day happens. I'm not going to let days run me anymore. I'm going to take my time. And I'm going to break it down into blocks. I'm going to figure out different systems and different routines for different times of our day. I'm going to make sure I'm being more intentional with the children what they're doing. And I'm going to create flows for how things run and work. And I'm going to prepare things well in advance so that I am on top of what's going on. I have ownership of it. I'm no longer wasting time. I'm no longer doing too much. I'm prioritizing my self-care. I'm prioritizing my rest. I am letting go of things that God is not calling me to do. And I'm intentionally fulfilling and, and um, and well, yeah, well, fulfilling the things that he is calling me to do. I'm, I'm intentionally doing those things well. And that's it guys. That that's how you do it. And of course it's, it's easier said than done. It's not necessarily about it being simple doesn't necessarily mean easy, but simple means doable, doable and not necessarily stressful or overwhelming or burdensome or feeling like it's just, again, there's never enough time. This is about getting our time back in our hands. This is about saying, I know God that you've given me enough time to do these things that you've called me to do. And so I'm going to steward this time well, and I'm going to have more than enough time. More than enough time to rest, more than enough time to seek you, more than enough time to be with my kids, more than enough time to do my job well, more than enough time to steward my home well. But in order to have more than enough time to do those things, we can't just wake up and do them. We have to have plans and simple strategic, simplified routines. And that's biblical. It's biblical to create those routines, guys. It's not it's it is actually a biblical principle to plan our ways. Yes, the Lord, Is in is we we still surrender to the Lord and He determines our steps, but it's biblical to plan our days, okay, and that is um. That's actually one of our core fo- focuses inside of Mission Motherhood Academy, which I think you guys know that because if you've been following me for a while, you've been listening for a while, I think you know. But if you're new here, um, that is a core focus of Mission Motherhood. And that's actually the October mini course is all about getting started with routines. So if you took the manage all the things challenge, then you got a little overview of creating a really basic routine. But in October's mini course in the Mission Motherhood Academy, we dive deep into n- into not just the time blocks, but creating small specific routines within our time blocks to allow things to run and flow more smoothly. So we're taking the bigger picture and we're breaking it down into small chunks and we're really getting strategic here. So that's the difference between what you're going to get from you know my podcast and my challenges and my content. I, lo- I that Listen, that'll never stop. And if that's what's all you need, that's all you need. But if you're looking for more, if you're looking to dive deeper, if you're looking to learn the strategy, if you're looking for effectiveness, if you're looking for, for things that will last, and of course you're looking for accountability because you're showing up for live workshops every single month and you want to grow in your motherhood journey and you want to things that are, you want um, expertise in your tool belt. You want tools that you can be able to rely on. You want to build and grow and be the best mother that you can possibly be and have room for other missions that God is calling you to as well. Because the thing is too, that there's so much that God is calling us to. There's so much more that he's calling us to, but sometimes because we can't get a handle on our time, then we get stuck in this pattern of thinking that all we can do is just mom. And there's no just in front of mom. Mom is good work. Stewarding our home is good work. It's God's work. All of it is God's work. And we are called to steward each of them well, with our motherhood mission being first, of course, well, our family mission being first, marriage and motherhood, marriage first, motherhood second, our family unit being our first missions. But he is calling us to more and he wants us to live abundantly and he wants us to use every gift that he's given us and have room and space for that. He has so much for us to do in his kingdom, but we cannot do those things well if we're not managing our time well. So everything comes back down to time, but we have the ability. We, we, the Holy, Holy spirit lives inside of us. The same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us, which means we can do it. We can do it through him. All things are possible through Christ. So it's not anything that you can't do, mom. You can, you can do this. And I'm here to help you. So if you are looking for that help, if you'd love to be in my workshops and receive my coaching, I'd love to invite you to be a part of the Mission Motherhood Academy. Doors are opening. Uh, doors opened yesterday, and they will be open until Friday at midnight. So. Come on in. It's The plan started just $35 a month for my base membership program and $45 a month for my premier membership program, which includes the workshops and the courses plus the group coaching component. The base membership does not include the group coaching, but you can read about all of that um, at carolinejsomeone.com slash join MMA. It explains all the plans, what you get, what you can expect, what the upcoming workshops are. Everything's right there for you. And I'd love to have you inside. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at hello at CarolineJSummon.com. I am happy to answer and help you decide if Mission Motherhood Academy is right for you. All right. So the main thing I want you to remember from this episode is that you have everything you need. You have everything that you need. The question is, are you stewarding it well? If you're unsure of the answer to that question or how to steward it well, seek God. He will give you the wisdom that you need. Seek him first and all things will be added unto you and he will supply all of your needs. That's it for today's episode, Mama. Mama, I will see you in the next episode, which is actually going to be later this week. So stay tuned. I've got a little bonus mini, mini episode coming your way on Thursday. Stay tuned for that. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.